This is Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. Hosted by Pastor Dan Stahlbaum. Morning Breath starts now. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the program. This is Morning Breath. We are a drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. I'm thinking, you know, since it is January 1st, New Year's Day, we do have a program that plays at 5 30 a.m., I believe, isn't it? 5.30? I believe. 7, 4.30. Four, no, it's not 4.30. I'm... 5.30, uh, it's either 5 or 5.30. Uh, 7.30 and then 4 in the afternoon. I would almost guarantee, being it's New Year's Day, nobody is watching the, which, what time is it, Nick? It, yeah, it's 5. 5 o'clock yeah. program. I was thinking about the 4 p.m. Yeah, well... Yeah, he was only off by 12 hours. Yeah, you're off by 12 <laughs> hours. Anyway, nobody's listening to this anyway yet uh, that early because everybody's still asleep. Hopefully you're going to have a great New Year's Day. It's yeah. a start to a new year. And uh, I've got something, I think, out of the chapter today that's going to bless you for the new year and maybe kind of set the standard for uh, the new year as far as who God is in your life and, and what he's done for you and where you're at with him. And so we are going to get into it in just a minute. Now, what we are is a drive-time devotion. Sure to start your day. Take a chapter of the Bible. We read it. We, we read it. We read it. We spend some time in it. And then we come down to the studio here at the Merritt Island Campus East Coast Christian Center, read it on the air, and then talk about wherever God leads us. And I kind of felt led this morning on one area of this chapter pretty strongly. So awesome. we're going to get going on that in a minute. How are you, how are you doing, Pastor Mark Cook? I'm great. I can't wait to hear what you got. Well, I hope it's something worth hearing. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. It's the Word, so we can't yeah, go wrong. can't go wrong. Can't go wrong with the Bible. It's, no. it's a B-I-B-L-E. That's a book for me. Come on, Nick. You, be, you were a kid be, a lot... Lots. Still is. Oh, yeah, true. Uh, he, it's been a lot longer for me than you. So don't, do you know that song? Um, B-I-B-L-E, that's the book for me. I, I kind of mm. recognize it. Kind of, okay, yeah. yeah. It's the way I sing it that really makes it stand out. Yeah. Okay. Tell, All right. tell the folks how to get involved. I'll get you out of this, Pastor Dan. Please. All right. So we want you to join us. We want you to join us all year. It's 2020, New Year of Vision and all that good stuff. So get a morning breath guide. You can do that by going on to our East Coast app. Start your year by downloading the East Coast app if you've not done that. Get that on your phone so it's right there at your fingertips. Uh, there's a podcast button on there. You can listen to morning breath shows. Uh, you can also get the morning breath guide that tells you what chapters we're going to be in so you can read along and be prepared with us. You can also jump on our website, eccc.us. Under the media button, you can find that same information. You can call the office, 321-452-1060. We'll email or mail you a guide. Use the uh, app, use the website, jump to our YouTube page, find out all the stuff that's going on at East Coast, hear our sermons, just be a part of the church. Absolutely. I'm glad I'm a part of the church. Amen. Amen. So anything else we need to talk about today? Happy New Year, it says on the notes Is there here. anything going on? Is there like super games on today or There's something? There's just a bunch of college games. That's that another college? reason our audience might be a little low. Oh, well, <laughs> here we go. But anyway, for those of you that have come, we're going to read the chapter. Uh, we're in Luke chapter 2. The long one. It is. Uh, it should have been here yesterday, Pastor Mark. It's 80 verses. Nice. Today we've got a, well, this is a, nothing. a minor 52. <laughs> no, actually, that's a lot of verses for the Bible. So I'm going to actually read through verse uh, 26. Just kind of, there is a period there, so I'll stop there, and then you can take the last 26. All right, we'll read in the New King James together. Sounds like a good idea. I'll say unto you, Pastor Dan, in 2020, Woo! read, sir. And it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This census took place while Quirinius was governing Syria. 
So all went to be registered, everyone to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee out of Nazareth, out of the city of Nazareth, into Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. So it was that while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. So it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven that the shepherds said to one another, Let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. Now when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all those who heard it marveled at the things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Then the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told them. And when eight days were completed for the circumcision of the child, his name was given Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. Now, when the days of her purification, according to the law of Moses, were accomplished, they brought him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every male who opens a womb shall be called holy to the Lord. And to offer a sacrifice according to what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And this man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. Verse 27, so he came by the Spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law. He took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared before the face of all peoples, a light to bring revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. And Joseph and his mother marveled at those things which were spoken of him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary his mother, Behold, this child is destined for the fall and rising of many in Israel, and for a sign which will be spoken against. Yes, a sword will pierce through your own soul also, that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. Now there was one Anna, a prophetess, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. She was of great age and lived with a husband seven years from her virginity. And this woman was a widow of about 84 years, who did not depart from the temple, but served God with fastings and prayers night and day. And coming in that instant, she gave thanks to the Lord and spoke of him to all those who looked for redemption in Jerusalem. So when they had performed all things according to the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their own city, Nazareth. And the child grew and became strong in spirit, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. 
His parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of the Passover. And when he was 12 years old, they went up to Jerusalem according to the custom of the feast. When they had finished the days, as they returned, the boy Jesus lingered behind in Jerusalem. And Joseph and his mother did not know it, but supposing him to have been in the company, they went a day's journey and sought him among their relatives and acquaintances. So when they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem seeking him. Now it was that after three days they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the teachers, both listening to them and asking them questions. And all who heard him were astonished at his understanding and answers. So when they saw him, they were amazed. And his mother said to him, Son, why have you done this to us? Look, your father and I have sought you anxiously. And he said to them, Why did you seek me? Did you not know that I must be about my father's business? But they did not understand the statement which he spoke to them. Then he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was subject to them. But his mother kept all these things in her heart. And Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and men. Amen. Okay, the part that stood out to me is a, is a pretty pretty uh, well-known part of this chapter. And, of course, this is a Christmas story. This is a, what I read to uh, my grandchildren uh, for, uh, really, we use it as a video in the church, but it's what we read at our house a lot of times at Christmas morning. What we generally do is read the Christmas story, take communion, and then we open our presents, do that kind of stuff. And and uh, there's a part in here where uh, it really it really starts in verse 10. The angel said to them, do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. And then it says, you know, there's born to you in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord, which is incredible news. And then it says there's a multitude, a heavenly host, uh, in verse 13, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill towards men. And what I want to talk about, and I felt like really stood out to me, and I was reminded of, it's been a long time since I thought about some of these things, but is the gospel of peace. The Bible actually calls the gospel, the gospel of peace. And it says it in, uh, let me see, verse 15 of chapter 6 of Ephesians, it says, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. And when it's talking about the gospel of peace, what kind of peace is it talking about? Um, Is it talking about peace between like you and me, Mark? I think it includes that. Is it talking about peace uh, with nations? I think that it can be talking about that. But I think most of all, what it's talking about is peace between God and man. And actually, in many places, uh, it's uh, in a few places anyway, it's called a covenant of peace. It takes it up to even stronger language uh, than than we see here, you know, uh, about the gospel of peace. Now, gospel of peace simply means good news of peace. The good news of peace. What does that mean? God made peace with mankind through Jesus Christ. Because of sin and because of what the enemy did, it set man at, at war with God. Those who choose Jesus leave the place of warfare with God. And you can see that, obviously, in this whole trial of Jesus and the whole you know, attack of Jesus and everything that went on to get rid of Jesus. We see how much warfare against God still exists in the earth through that whole process of Jesus coming to the earth, being, you know, sought, beaten, crucified, you know, and killed, all of that. But for all who will receive him, peace with God is established. Romans 10, 15 is another one that I want to look at just real quick. Romans 10, 15 says this, 
And how are, uh, excuse me, and how shall they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings of good things. Well, so there's another one where it says we have our feet shod or we've got shoes of peace on our feet of the gospel of peace. Here it says we're called to preach the gospel of peace. And then here's another one in, uh, let me see where that's at. Um, no, I just lost my page. Where'd it go? Hebrews 13.20 says, Now may the God of peace, who brought up our Lord Jesus from the dead, that great shepherd of the sheep through the blood of the everlasting covenant. So here we see covenant and peace tied together in Hebrews, which is a very, you know, it's a very, uh, what's, a the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Very, mm. um, it's a deep book. It's very much written in, in a way that the Jewish mind could understand that the man of law, someone who grew up under Jewish law, would understand what Jesus came to do. And, you know, the old covenant, which is what it's called in many ways, is, uh, is uh, what, what all the Jewish folks went by in, in Bible days. But now he's talking about this new covenant. And then if you look, and in fact, if you would learn what Isaiah 53 and 54 teach, I believe you would see Jesus in such a clearer way because Isaiah 53 and 54 are really... Uh, about the atonement, about the work of Christ, this deep work. And I, I just want to read you a couple of verses out of there, 9 and 10 for a start. Um, I, I can read the whole chapter 54. It is the covenant of peace chapter in the entire Bible. But this is what he says. He says, uh, I got to go back to verse 8. With a little wrath, I hid my face from you for a moment, but with everlasting kindness, I will have mercy on you, says the Lord, your Redeemer. For this is like the waters of Noah to me. Now, what were the waters of Noah? The waters of Noah were judgment upon a, upon a sinful earth where everybody had become wicked except Jonah. His sons were kind of borderline and, you know, they had wives and his wife, you know, was a, was a righteous woman. But there was judgment on the earth for their great sin. It says, for this will be like the waters of Noah to me, for as I have sworn that the waters of Noah would no longer cover the earth. In other words, we're never going to have a, a worldwide flood. God promised, and the rainbow is that sign of the covenant in the sky where every time, you know, you see one, it is God saying, I put that up there to promise you the earth would never be judged by water again. It'll never be, that'll never happen. And then it says, this is like the waters of Noah to me, for as I have sworn that the waters of Noah would no longer cover the earth, so have I sworn that I would not be angry with you nor rebuke you. That's God talking to you guys out there who are in covenant with him through Jesus Christ. For the mountains shall depart and the hills shall be removed, but my kindness shall not depart from you, nor shall my covenant of peace be removed, says the Lord who has mercy on you. And there's a picture here of how strong this covenant love of God is 
is towards you and towards me. Does God love it when we do something wrong? Absolutely not. But God does not stop loving you, nor does his covenant end with you, nor does his kindness stop with you, nor does your peace with God stop because he's established a covenant of peace. Let me read on a little bit further. Uh, I'm going to skip ahead a little bit. It says, All your children shall be taught by the Lord, and great shall be the peace of your children. In righteousness you shall be established. You shall be far from oppression. You shall not fear, and from terror it shall not come near you. Indeed, they shall assemble, but not because of me. Whoever assembles against you shall fall for your sake. This is one of the main verses when people say, oh, what do you think about, you know, are hurricanes the judgment of God? Or is that, you know, was uh, the attack in 9-11 the judgment of God against America? Was this, that, and another thing the judgment of God? Indeed, they shall surely assemble. In other words, we're going to have things like this happen. But God here says, but not because of me. And then he says, whoever assembles against you shall fall for your sake. Now listen to this part. Behold, I've created the blacksmith who blows the coals in the fire, brings forth an instrument for his work, and I have created the spoiler to destroy. God here is not saying, I created him to be a weapon against you because he just said they won't overcome you. What he's saying is, I created the devil himself. He wasn't a devil when God created him. He was an archangel, but he became the devil. And God is saying here, I made him. Don't you think I can handle this? And then he goes on to say, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Listen to this. Every tongue which rises against you in judgment, you shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is from me, says the Lord. And here, it's, it's an incredible, I mean, I could go on and on with this chapter. Every bit of it is powerful in talking about the Lord God, our Redeemer. He's the Holy One of Israel. He's called the God of the whole earth, and the Lord has called you like a woman forsaken, brought you back. God is saying here that every attack that comes against you in your life, you're supposed to condemn. Every word that rises against you in judgment, you should condemn. Should condemn. Sickness is a judgment. Uh, poverty is a judgment. And you say, ah, oh, prosperity preacher. Well, I'm going to preach what the Word of God says about it. And the Word of God says it, that salvation, part of its meaning is blessing in my life. Blessing in my life, not so that I can be fat and happy or sassy or wasteful, but so that I can have impact in the world I live in. God wants me to be blessed so that I can change the world around me. Resources help change the world. And as you look at this, you, you just got to know that 2020, you need to get a clear view. And, I, you know, I did, that, I did use that 2020 <laughs> vision, right? Um, you need to get a clear view of how God thinks about you. You know, even David when he committed the sin with Bathsheba and killed Uriah. Now, this is not a license for sin. This is a, a testimony to the love of God. David knew that God had given up on him, even though it broke David's heart that he had done these things to God who loved him so deeply. And he repented. And God's love, I mean, it says right in there, his seed, which is a Hebrew word for it, which means covenant love, my covenant shall never leave you. And God reassured that and reaffirmed that with David. And then said of David, he's a man after my own heart. 
even in the midst of his brokenness. We live in a broken world, and brokenness sometimes gets a hold of our lives. But what G- see Jesus, either Jesus paid the price for all the sins of the whole world, or he didn't pay the price for any of them. Either that blood was enough to cleanse every sin, past, present, and future. And obviously, it cleansed future sins because my sin didn't even start till I, I broke forth from my mother's womb, and that was only in 1953. And Jesus <laughs> died a long time yeah. before that. And so, past, present, present, past, present, present, and future. And future. That's what I'm looking for. Sin has been paid for by Jesus, and God is not a God of judgment to the, uh, anymore in the sense of, all his judgment fell on Jesus. Yeah. Now, if you don't, if you reject Jesus, guess what? You get it. You're going to end up someday standing before the throne of God, confessing that Jesus is Lord by force, and 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 lose your eternity with God and with your people you love if you choose not to. But in Christ Jesus, all judgment is paid for. Jesus was judged by God. He was, it says in that chapter, he was crushed for you and for me. And that's the price and the penalty for sin in the world today. And, and the war is over. It's a time of peace with God. Now, that doesn't mean you don't have a battle to enforce your peace just because, you know, you God has given us healing doesn't mean we don't have to fight for our healing. Just because God has provided for us financial blessing doesn't mean we don't need to fight for it. Just because God has promised relational peace doesn't mean we don't have to fight for it. There, there is a battle sometimes because we live in a foul, fallen world, and there's a lot of Scripture that leans towards a battle. But the battle's never with God, and He's never angry, and He's never... Uh, giving up on you. He has established a covenant of peace and forevermore. That's why it ends up with saying, their righteousness is of me. You have been, I have made, been made, we have been made right with God. And because we've been made right with God, we can be in his presence and he'll never give up on you because of the righteousness he gave you through Christ Jesus. That's why it says in Isaiah, it says the chastisement that brought us peace was on him. Yeah. You know, the, all the, all the, well, don't I deserve to be judged for my sin? Don't I deserve to, yes. to have all this punishment? Well, that's Jesus. <laughs> the chastisement that was on Jesus is, was there to bring us peace. And, and you've talked about it being a covenant. And one of the things that, you know, a covenant means that no matter, it's not a contract. A contract says, you know, I'll do this and you do that. And if either one of us fails to do it, the contract's broken. A covenant says, I'll do this regardless of what you do. I'm committed to this. And that's what the, the covenant that God made with us in this new covenant, the agreement that God made is that all the judgment went on Jesus, like you said, Pastor Dan. And one of the things that I, I, I try to remind people of when they, when they have this idea, and I even have to remind myself, I've messed up, you know, I'm, I'm struggling with something, I, I, I keep doing this wrong, I keep getting this wrong, uh, and therefore, you know, is is my salvation secure? Is is the thing that's negative in my life now because God's punishing me or any of that? But here's what I'd have to say to that. For, for that to be true, we would have to agree then that what we're able to do wrong is greater and more powerful than what Jesus did right. Come on. 
That's exactly and, right. And, and it's not. It, it doesn't work that way. No. The, the math is not there. Like you said, Jesus, what he did was once for all, it says in the book of Hebrews. And so don't get the idea that because you're you're struggling in an area, because you've got something going on, that you're, you're having a hard time getting it right. Yes, continue to fight the battle, like you said, Pastor Dan, of getting that right, but know that the righteousness that Jesus has brought us is far superior to any brokenness that we can try to exchange it with. And so it's an incredible gift. And and like you said, it says peace on earth. One of the things I like to think about here, peace on earth, it's it's peace from God to men. Yes. But look at where look at how it starts. The I love this. The angels say, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. If we're really going to discover the peace of God, it's going to start with glory to God in the highest. Yeah, it's good. It's going to start there. When we when we give glory to God and we recognize him for who he is and we magnify the Bible says, "Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together." That's where it starts and when we start our relationship there, then the peace comes. Absolutely. And you know, when you even think about who this is happening with, shepherds. And shepherds were considered unclean because they hung around sheep and did all that. The problem with that was because they were shepherds, they were kind of stuck out in the fields for weeks on end. And they couldn't come back to the temple and pay the price and get cleansed. And so they would stay in that sort of unclean state for, you know, weeks on end. And in the middle of whatever, God shows up, so to speak, and the angels tell them peace on earth, which I think helps me. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. You are listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center, Merritt Island, Vieira, and Coco. Need a fence professionally done the first time? Hercules and Atlas Fence, owned and operated by Mike Green, has been certified since 1960. No job is too small or too big. Hercules and Atlas Fence, 321-258-9853. Or visit us online at ineedafencenow.com. Take this year with God at East Coast Christian University to truly understand why and how to continue your destiny and walk with Christ. Earn your associate's, bachelor's, and master's degree. Our instructors are experienced, helpful, and show a genuine love for studying the Word of God. East Coast Christian University is located at 670 North Courtney Parkway, Merritt Island. For more information, our number is 452-1060, extension 131. And our website is eccuequipped.com. Langston Commercial Real Estate, owned by Scott Langston, a senior commercial broker, has been selling real estate and giving free consultations for over 18 years. Scott Langston will show you the best way to buy, invest, or lease commercial property. 321-403-1111. That's 321-403-1111. Hey everyone, this is Chris Johnson, and I wanted to share some exciting news with our Morning Breath family. My friend, Mike Green, and I had the honor of writing and producing our first EP called Moments Matter. Mike, a local business owner and Morning Breath supporter, along with myself, have been a part of East Coast Christian Center and Morning Breath together for almost two decades. And so we wanted to let you in on a preview of the music and to let you know 
that moments matter. Our first single from the EP will be out January 17th, 2020. You can buy, stream, or check out willingheartmusic.com. We pray these songs will inspire you to make the most of every moment God gives you. Coast Vieira meets every week at Vieira High School at 9:15 and 10:45 with a high energy and dynamic children's ministry for all ages. East Coast Vieira Youth meets every Sunday night at 6 p.m. For more information or to learn more, our website is vieira.eccc.us. Welcome back to the show. This is Morning Morning Breath. Morning Morning Breath. Welcome back, everybody. We're talking about peace on earth, and uh, we've been looking at the covenant of peace or the gospel of peace, and it's mentioned several times in the New Testament, many, many times in the Old Testament. In Isaiah 53, which Mark brought us to a little while ago, but in verse 11, it says, He shall see the labor of his soul and be satisfied. Oh, I love that. That's Jesus. Can you imagine God being satisfied? Amen. And what brings him satisfaction? You know what? It's you and it's me. By Amazingly. It says, By his knowledge, my righteous servant shall justify many, for he shall bear their iniquities. Here's a picture of God saying, I got all your sin. I've got it covered. Therefore, I will divide him a portion with the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he poured out his soul unto death, and he was numbered with the transgressors. Just think about Jesus a little bit here. He died between two thieves. Mm. He was born kind of in the presence of shepherds. You kind of see he got in trouble during his life for hanging around with people who were broken. And in every picture there you see, where does Jesus show up? Where there's brokenness, where there's mm. sin, where there's hurt. Thank goodness. Because he cares about us and he's kind. And that covenant of peace will never be broken. Amen. God bless you guys. Have a great day. Happy New Year. Yeah, that too. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center. We hope to see you at one of our locations this weekend. For additional information, such as service times, events, and more, please visit us at eccc.us. Thanks, and we hope you have a blessed day.